Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. That is, again, brought to you by SACL CAI. This is Ian with you tonight. And Mark. It's the Saturday edition. We will take your phone calls about absolutely anything, as always. That's the point of the program. It's why we call it Free Talk Live. But we'll start things out with uh, bringing up something to discuss, which would be hazing. And it is a topic that I don't think has uh, graced these airwaves for uh, longer than I can remember. Maybe, I don't know if we've done hazing as a nationally syndicated show, Mark. Oh, we have. Have we? Sure. All right. Well, it's been a while. The story is from NJ.com, as in New Jersey. The young pledge said she was told the beatings would humble her. That each flesh-rending strike with a wooden paddle would build love and trust between sorority sisters. It wasn't hazing, she said they told her. The women of Sigma Gamma Rho at Rutgers University, they don't condone hazing. For seven nights, the beatings went on, she said. Seven nights. In all, she was struck 201 times. On the eighth day, unable to sit, her buttocks covered with blood clots and welts, she went to the hospital. Then she reported it to the university. Recently, Rutgers police said they had arrested six members of the sorority on charges of aggravated hazing. Allegedly, they repeatedly beat at least three pledges between January 18th and January 25th. A university official, vice president of student affairs, Greg Bimling, or Blimling said, and the and the pledge, who spoke to the Star Ledger, put the number of victims at seven. The university immediately suspended the Rutgers chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho, as did the sorority's national organization headquartered in North Carolina. The local chapter was doing this on its own, not with the sanction of either the university or the national organization. Uh, noting that the university has a clear anti-hazing policy that includes workshops. For all fraternities and sororities. That's how big a problem hazing is in these college fraternities and sororities. That this uh, particular college is holding workshops to explain to these young uh, youngins why it's appropriate to do various different torturous things uh, to their supposed friends. He said the university moved aggressively against the, the uh, sorority, which has operated for many years uh, on the campus but doesn't have a dedicated sorority house after learning another hazing session had been scheduled for Tuesday night. The first arrest took place before it could happen. And then they go through the list of uh, girls that were charged all um, ages 20 or 21, charged with aggravated hazing, a felony that carries up to 18 months in prison, and they were released on $1,500 bail each. Yeah, I don't think prison time is going to really uh, teach is 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 the right thing to do in this particular instance. I think that this is a uh, uh, this is a, a ceremony that's passed down from um, you know person to person, uh, pledge year to pledge year, and I don't think that giving some of these girls jail time really is appropriate. I think that uh, I, I think that the practice needs to be stopped, but I, I don't think that uh, you know this is all the government's got. Here you don't start. We want you to do it and throw you in jail. And that's all they've got. They don't have a system for dealing with people in love and showing them how, you know, this is not the right thing to do and this isn't the way that you create bonds with other people. Actually, the fact is, hazing really does work to create bonds. I mean, all you have to do is look at Stockholm Syndrome. Hazing is very, very similar and it works wonders for Mm. creating bonds. 
Well, I mean, it does create the bond of uh, kind of the cycle of abuse, right? Because everybody that's hazed this year gets to do the hazing the uh, the following year or the following semester. So uh, once once they've been abused, they at a later time will get to pass on the abuse. It's kind of the uh, the ten- tendency of the cycle of abuse. It's also um, you know one of the reasons why people even go to sororities and, and fraternities so they is, can beat people. It, in fact, it is. Um, I was in a Latin club there in uh, Bradenton, Florida, the public school I went to, and the first year Latin students were sold as sold as slaves. I mean, Roman citizens were slaves, and you know this was, this was, you wore, we wore togas and um, you know had pizza afterwards and they were sold as slaves and i was just you know for whatever reason singled out and abused by my particular uh, slave owner and mm. i'm certainly not abused like slaves were back then i'm sure um but you know it was it was an abusive uh, situation I, I had a pizza crust tied to my forehead with an old dirty jersey and i was told Ew. to go go down to the beach and get some water in a cup and then I, when i brought it back he threw it he, he poured it on my head or something and this was in high school this was in high school yeah i was in, in ninth grade and you can believe that when 10th grade, I waited all year for 10th grade to come around so that I could find me a slave and I could torture that kid mercilessly. Man, that's sick. It is. It's sick. What did you do it's, to the, the uh It's, it's the kid. nothing really unusual. I did everything that it was pretty much done to me. Just oh, like, really? Yeah, step by step. Wow. And the money that was uh, used for, you know, that was the purchase with which the slaves were purchased, uh, you know, bought the pizza. Authorities said the beatings took place at Rockoff Hall, a student apartment building, and at private homes in Newark and West Orange. In addition to the paddling, police said, the pledges were in some cases denied food. The pledge who spoke to the Star-Ledger did so... You figure in the Freshman 15, it's probably not that big of a deal. On the condition of anonymity, she said... (laughs) You want to explain what the Freshman 15 are? People don't know what Freshman 15 is in uh, many... Uh, I, I think it's generally talked about for girls, right? But um, many students go to uh, college and find that uh, no longer are their meals being cooked for them, so they're eating, you know, junkier food and you know however they want, and mm-hmm. they put on some weight. And the freshman 15 is the the poundage that you put on by going away <laughs> to university. Uh, so the woman that spoke out uh, spoke out on anonymity, f- saying she feared retaliation. Her cousin. <laughs> Accompanied her to the university hospital along with the pledge's mother, saying she was appalled when she saw the injuries caused by the repeated beatings. I wanted to beat them back, said her cousin, who had a different last name. Maybe if they got hit, they wouldn't hit others. Sure, They'd know they did what it get felt hit. like. Yeah, they that's did the problem. Get hit. That's the problem. And and this, you know, I, it just goes to show what people believe the solution is to violence. Yes. Well, maybe we should just beat these girls, and then they'll learn their lesson. <laughs> Maybe we should just put them in a cage, and then they'll learn uh, the le- their lesson. Maybe, instead of all that, these girls should be made to pay restitution to their victims, to make their victims whole, and then some. To well, shouldn't they, um, sh- I mean, these girls themselves are victims. I don't think so in this case. This girl uh, submitted herself willingly to these uh, the, the, this hazing operation. And yeah, but, but can't you say stop? No, no, I take it back. I don't want to do this anymore. She's likely stood there for these paddlings. I don't know, man. I yes. think there are some hazings where people get tied up and they are unable to uh, I think that that probably does happen, absolutely. But I think that likely in, in most circumstances, people submit themselves for this. If and, that's the case, you're right. Then uh, right. it's all her doing. Hazing's disgusting, but it is, you know, it's not something that, uh, you know, anything but, uh, you know, talking to people. And, and I don't mean in a, in a classroom scenario. When, when you have these uh, diversity classes or whatever, nobody takes that crap seriously. 
especially, you know, this this uh, non the, the sexual harassment classes or whatever. Nobody takes those things seriously. These girls need to be talked to by people who have been through this um, and and shown that it's not the right way to go about doing it. And that way, the sorority can stop this silly practice. The pledge says she was now. Is this ever the truth? Let, let me read this uh, this from from uh, the pledge. She said she was eager to join Sigma Gamma Rho, uh, a sorority founded in 1922 because of its history of community service. Is that ever true? Like that's what you always hear when people talk about the reasons they join uh, fraternities and sororities is. Boy, they do so many great things for the community. That's why I'm joining this fraternity or this sorority. Are you kidding me? I thought that most people joined them because, uh, you know, it, it gave them a fun place to live where the parties went down. Yeah, and, it would seem to me that it's the partying that's the reason why people And the networking opportunities after school and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, maybe she's telling the truth. Maybe that really is true. But it, I, I hear it cited so many times. And having known kids that are of college age, maybe eh, maybe there are some kids in college that are really concerned about the community. Uh, but then again, most of the kids going to colleges uh, that you have to stay at dorms aren't living in the you know they aren't necessarily from the town in which they're uh, they're going to, so they're not really from that community. So why would they feel attached to that community? Yeah, there's that factor, well, and then concerned. their kids they're really concerned with getting drunk. Yeah, well they could be concerned that the community allowed college students to lie drunk on their uh, um, you know on their front lawns uh, early in the morning. All right, the toll free number here is 800-259-9231. I'm bringing this up because I'm wondering what your experience has been. Have you ever been hazed? And it doesn't necessarily have to be in a college uh, circumstance. Certainly those are some of the more frequently heard of uh, hazings. What was your situation? 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson. Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Live Saturday edition of the program. Uh, don't forget, you can join us on our website. Brand new site. Launched it this year. It is about you and allowing you to control the content on the website. You can submit various different uh, articles, news articles, uh, essays, blog posts, whatever you want, and then other listeners can vote them up or vote them down, and depending on how many people vote and in which direction they vote, your story might make it to the top uh, the front of our website at freetalklive.com. So very uh, much more you control our site kind of site now that, uh, than it was before at freetalklive.com. Com. And Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some of the, the best rates on uh, gold and silver that you're going to be able to find on the Internet. Uh, there are the, the the radio is covered with gold uh, ads all over the place. And it's, you know, they're good advertising and you should get gold. I, I, I don't want to diminish that. But it's really important when making an investment to buy low so that you can sell high. Um, go before you buy gold anywhere. Go to gold.freetalklive.com and, uh, you know, there's silver there, too. 
and you can get the best rates there at gold.freetalklive.com. All right. So 1-800-259-9231 is the number. Started out the story or started out the show tonight with a story from nj.com. And it's Rutgers University, one of the uh, many, many college campuses uh, in this country wherein, well, they've banned uh, hazing, but that certainly doesn't seem to stop it from going on. Uh, Several young ladies were hazing at least a few other young ladies, and one of them ended up with blood clots and welts on her buttocks. She was uh, denied food. And they're sending these girls to jail. And as we pointed out, it's probably inappropriate to do that. Uh, What would be more appropriate is if this was done without her consent, which is not made clear in the story. And Mark, you're probably right when you say that she likely did stand there to receive the the lashings, in which case she was consenting. Uh, If she was consenting, then I don't think any restitution need be paid. If there is a no-hazing policy on the the campus, then they need to deal with that internally. They need to, you know, mete out whatever sort of uh, punishment has been... I don't think it's about punishment in this instance. No, but but I'm talking about if the campus has said there is no hazing allowed, then that's that should be a separate issue. Then there's no restitution sure. required. There's no jail time uh, that should be spent. It should just simply be, well, you can't go to school this semester or whatever it is that the, uh, I don't think that the that, punishment I, is. I don't there. think that there really needs to be a punishment. I need think think there in this instance there needs to be you know people need to be talked to about what hazing really is all about. And they, it's about they, domination. They, do that. they have classes on this stuff. And and, and clearly, they the classes are, you know, these classes aren't taken seriously, though. Um, you know, how many apparently not? How many um, workplaces have classes on diversity and sexual harassment mm-hmm. and all these things? And I don't think they're very effective. I think most people are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And uh, I agree with you. You know, they drink their Dr Pepper and eat their uh, peanuts, uh, you know, during break, and they they ignore whatever's going on, and they're just waiting to get back to work so that they can, you know, do what they came to do, and it's just pointless. She, uh, the young lady that was victimized, said they told us there was no hazing, that they didn't believe in it. Then the paddles came out. The pledges, clad in sweatpants, were instructed to wrap blue and gold tape around the wooden paddles, each a foot long and six inches wide, she said. She was struck 19 times that night. Four sorority members delivered the blows, the pledge said, while two others supervised. She said the group was told the beatings would humble them and would get them to rely upon one another. At the end, we were supposed to be helping each other, she said. One pledge stopped attending after a few nights. She said another began to bleed freely at one point. Oof. The pain, she said, grew worse by the day. By Monday, unable to even lie down without pain, she called her cousin and mother and went to the hospital. Colleges across the country have cracked down on hazing, but incidents continue to, crack, uh, to crop up. In 2008, a Sigma Gamma Rho chapter at the University of Texas in Austin was also sh- uh, sanctioned. A year earlier, a Ryder University freshman died after drinking nearly two-thirds of a bottle of vodka during initiation rituals at the Phi Kappa Tau fraternity. So, again, drinking two-thirds of a bottle of vodka, completely their choice, right? I mean... The, in many cases, the, these hazing incidents are completely by consent of the people involved. Now, of course, we're talking about college uh, students, so they're likely, yeah, okay, they're likely not um, in touch with uh, you know, the consequences of their actions fully at, at that point in their lives, having been shielded, sounds accurate, you know, accurate. Ha- having been shielded from the real world by uh, having to go to government high school for you know however many hours a day. They oh, went I to learned how to drink p- plenty good while going to government high school. 
We're not just talking about drinking here, Mark. We're talking about a variety of different uh, hazing uh, abilities and or uh, incidents. And maybe they didn't learn how to drink in high school. Maybe they were shielded from that by their parents in high school. Maybe their parents didn't let them go uh, out uh, to uh, to be with their friends. And besides that, learning how to drink from your friends is not the best way to learn how to drink. As we discussed a number of times on this program, it makes more sense for parents to teach their kids responsible drinking. So if you go out and you drink with your friends and that's all and that's how you're learning how to drink, you probably end up like I did. And that is I passed out on somebody's front steps at uh, at age 17 at 3 o'clock in the morning after having banged on their front door and yelling about having to take a dump. Have them come downstairs, point a gun in my face, and uh, and me ending, ending up waking up in a pool of my own vomit surrounded by paramedics and that sort of thing. That's what happens when you learn how to drink from your friends. You don't learn necessarily how to be safe about it. So, so all these different ex, uh, examples of uh, of hazing across the country, and these are these are people that you know they haven't really had to make serious life choices yet, and maybe they don't realize. Uh, I mean, maybe they touched a hot stove as a as a kid, but maybe they don't realize uh, what could come of consistent beatings from a, a foot long paddle, uh, a foot long and six inches wide. Maybe they don't realize the consequences. I don't know. And even though they're uh, they're explained to that, hey kids, hazing is bad. It's just like when you tell kids, hey kids, don't drink. <laughs> right. They don't care. It's not good enough. <laughs> they're not listening to you. So I don't know what can be done about this. And if you have any ideas as to what the 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 best way to reduce these incidents of hazing is because i agree with you mark that sending these kids to jail isn't going to solve the problem especially if these uh the girls in this case consented to being beaten i think people should be able to consent to abuse one another if that's what gets them off if that's what they want to do but what what can be done besides cheesoid educational uh you know an hour long cheesy education yeah. uh video or something like that right the adult version of dare class any ideas? Uh, 800-259-9231. is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. So uh, if you've been involved in hazing, if you have given hazing, if you have received hazing, and it doesn't have to be maybe as severe as this, but something that uh, maybe you regretted it afterwards, or maybe you really got into it afterwards. Maybe afterwards, like you, Mark, you waited for the next year, eagerly uh, anticipating the next batch of newbies for you to uh, to initiate. And I think that there's something to be said for razzing the new guy a little bit, right? I mean, that's what hazing kind of comes out of. That somebody's new in the club and, you know, you give them a little little bit of hard time because they're the new guy. And But it's taking that to an extreme, right? It's, it's more than just poking fun. It's more than just having a good time at someone else's expense verbally. We're talking about physical damage, beatings, starvation, humiliation, in many cases, disgusting humiliation. I think it's probably better to welcome the new pledges and, uh, you know, make them welcome. I don't th- I don't see why you would razz and harass people, you know, that are new to a group. It's, no. it's pretty juvenile and pretty disgusting to me. I generally agree with you. More coming up here. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. 
highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at SwordMovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit SwordMovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. The live Saturday edition, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the uh, the Free Talk Live live streams, broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, a webcam. It's all free for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. Again, that's listen.freetalklive.com. Critical thinking question. Why would something that's so good for us, like public education, need to be impos- imposed upon us with, fo- with the use of force and funded by the use of force? Maybe something else is going on. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's go to your phone calls uh, about whatever you want. Scott is in Massachusetts, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Good evening, gentlemen. Scott, what's on your mind? I I wanted to talk about hazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, uh, the uh, white people in this country have been under hazing from the minorities for the last decade. Uh-huh. How, did that, how is that going on exactly? Because I don't feel like I've been hazed by any minorities. No. Maybe. I lost a job because of affirmative action. Okay, and that's hazing? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Let, let, gentlemen, just let me just say, my heroes are people like Ben Moore, Chuck Ross, the turtle, the author, Chris Davies, <laughs> the Crumb, Henry Ford, Marky Mark, and the Funky Bunch. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good Im- imitation of uh, of a chronic caller that we have. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, it's a pretty good imitation of a chronic caller that we have. Who uh, for the you know, for our listeners that are uninitiated, by the way, we should be on a brand new market tonight. Um, but. For those who don't know, this guy calls at least once a week, sometimes more than once a week, and just most of the time spews hatred. Most of the time uh, reveals himself. I feel, feel like he's coming along. I, I don't know about that, Mark. I, I, I There are some calls in which he manages to avoid spewing hatred, which are great. Uh, because, well, he makes good points outside of his hatred and his vitriol towards other people of different skin color and, and all that. In, in that area, he's absolutely despicable. Um, but that particular caller there was doing, I would say, a, a fairly decent impression of, uh, of some of his mannerisms and, uh, and his accent. Anyway, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Tom in New Hampshire listening to WKBK. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Good morning. Uh, well, good evening. Well, good evening. Yeah, it's almost morning. <laughs> I'll be up at 12. All right. The topic uh, that you were talking about, uh, youngsters and uh, hazing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It, complex, but it all boils down to exactly what you're talking about, how these people are exposed and what the 
laws are concerning drinking, etc. And the flow of laws in this country has been such that youngsters are taken away from any experience at an age. And that is, of course, due to some of the laws that have been put in in the last uh, 50 years concerning who has a right to drink at what age. So and the, am I hearing from you, Tom, that, uh, that you think that the drinking, uh, the drinking laws are too restrictive? Exactly. And uh, they are restrictive by age. Mm-hmm. Now, if a youngster is 18 and can contract to buy a car, can contract to uh, marriage... Uh, age 16 in uh, this state, I think, is uh, the age of consent. Yep. Well, the, the whole thing boils down to when do you allow youngsters to drink? Now, in my day, in another state, it was 18. Now, everybody drank before 18. Sure they, they still do. do. <laughs> well, of course they do. Of course they do. Yep. But it was uh, a sign of progress. You went out and got your draft card. And then you could legally drink. Now, of course, they've gone to 21. The laws concerning drinking have become more and more punitive. If you go to the local court and just sit and watch, Mm -hmm. the number of youngsters that are pulled in for transporting, for possessing, et cetera, et cetera, are extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary. Now, it, it, it is within the purview of the judges, and, and I noticed that the local judges, uh, you can see from the papers, are allowing these youngsters to get off, as it were. And, well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, when you say they're allowing them to get off, what, what do you mean? Well, what they're saying is uh, we're not going to pursue this. You are going to go home, and you will be under uh, your own parental supervision, and if we don't see you again, the whole thing will be dropped. Really? So they're not fining them hundreds of dollars? I was under the impression that was happening on a regular basis, and I've sat in on some of those arraignments. Okay. It depends on the youngster. If the youngster's out of state and he's in college, he's had it. If the youngster is uh, in high school or uh, under circumstances where he's not in uh, second, uh, beyond secondary education, then it's something entirely different. So you're saying that uh, if a college kid is busted, they're more likely to stick it to them and get cash out of them than they are a high school kid? Without question. Okay. That would make a little more sense. Yeah, I I think I'd agree with that. Okay. And that's what's going on. But in the meanwhile, what what the main difficulty is, is, of course, this raising of the age from 18 to 21. And if you question people who are... Uh, behind that kind of law, they'll say to you that that youngster is really a youngster until he's 21 because his mind hasn't formed physically, never mind mentally, physically hasn't formed. And, of course, I, I, I just don't agree with that kind of thing. Well, the, the science is, is on your side. I mean, the fact is uh, we, we've read studies, uh, we've read studies that, that, that show that 
actually young adults are, can be better better at making decisions than uh, than than real adults. I I find it difficult to imagine because I can tell you that some of the uh, the worst mistakes I made I made as a young adult. But apparently, you know, they they know what the right decisions are. They may just choose not to make them. Well, I think we we all know uh, that these at least those of us on the show right now I think we all agree that these laws are doing nothing to stop young people from drinking. And all the rationale in the world uh, for creating the laws will do nothing to uh, to stop young people from drinking and drinking irresponsibly, as I might point out. Uh, of course, uh, it's my position that it's that young people should be able to drink whenever it is they're ready to drink. Uh, and hopefully they have uh, open-minded parents enough to help them along that path rather than having to turn to their uh, their friends and associates and try to learn how to drink from them. How do you feel about that, Tom? Well, no, I kind of I kind of agree with that because I, I see youngsters here in Keene who are under the supervision of their parents. Their parents will allow them alcohol at a dinner. Uh, I've been to such houses. Uh, the kids either take a glass of wine or don't take a, cla- a glass of wine, and it doesn't make any difference. Yep, I imagine they're far far more responsible and uh, able exactly. to handle such uh, such responsibilities if they're brought up in the the correct environment. I was not. My parents told me don't do it, and uh, of course <laughs> I went out, did it, did it with my friends, didn't know what the hell I was doing, and ended up uh, you know ended up in a, in a bad way. Thank you, Tom, for your thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So whether it's hazing or underage drinking, uh, I think there's a lot on the the table here. Just maybe sororities in general uh sororities and and fraternities are are these things that are worthwhile are they all they're cracked up to be i don't know i mean i never have been a uh, member of one so i me neither i don't have any thought uh on it one way or the other to me they're um you know they're all about university you don't generally see these in um either you know community college or high school and i don't understand university from the very beginning i don't know why you'd go and pay six times as much for the same classes as you can get at home at the community college unless you just want to get away from your parents so much that uh you know that's what you want to do i don't get it toll free numbers 800-259-9231 your thoughts on hazing sororities fraternities underage drinking whatever you want do you think that uh, that 21 should stay the drinking age are you one of those people that supports that drinking age it's free talk lot Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses to jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com, we're more than just a dating site, we're a lifestyle. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Features including the updates. You get signed up, and we'll uh, keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Why would you want anything but the best when it comes to per- personal protection? Well, you can uh, go to tiger.freetalklive.com and save up to $100 on the Tiger Light T100 non-lethal self-defense system. It's proven to be the most effective non-lethal personal protection device in the world. I have one, Ian, yours is on the way, and um, I think these... 
it is great. It is a flashlight with an integrated pepper spray, and it, uh, you know, it, it's been shown to be more effective than a handgun at close range. It's the Tiger Light. Go to tiger.freetalklive.com. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We've been talking about hazing and underage drinking and want to hear your thoughts. Or you can bring up anything you want. Let's uh, start things out here with Bob in Watertown listening to WTNY. Hello. Hey, Bob, you're on the air. Okay. All, All social problems, including hazing, racism, spread of disease, divorces, everything, all social problems are caused by loneliness or the fear or threat of loneliness. The only two governments God uh, ever approved of in the last 3,000 years, those only two governments ran dating services and a way to find very compatible friends. And uh, ever since then, ever since the last 2,500 years, uh, God disapproved of all the governments. Tell me about these governments that that ran dating services (laughs) that God approved of. What? Tell me of these governments. I, I know nothing of these governments okay. that ran dating uh, They were the first two governments of the nation of Israel. Uh, the first was the town hall meeting type government, which of course implies that you have a geographical location in the center of your society where everybody could meet and see one another and complain about who was wanted too much in return for his cooperation. You could see everything, find out who and what existed. The second was the government called Judges, and the same thing was done through, in, it, it, that was for a larger society, but the same thing happened. The people had ready ac- access to the, uh, to the government. So are you saying that if government ran a dating service, yes. that society's problems would be solved? Yes, actually they would. It's, it's, and now what? it's hard to believe, but it would. Yeah, that's real hard to believe. I mean, there are dating services all over the place. Why would a no, government-run dating service uh, be Go- better? No, they don't work. They're not Christian. They charge a lot of money. What makes you think and- a government-run dating service would be uh, better or Christian? Yes, it would because everybody would be in the same computer today. It would be run by a computer. Everybody's knowledge of their existence and location would be in, the, in one place. That's the whole main reason why we have a government, is so that you can have only one place to look for whatever knowledge you need. No, and, the uh, reason well why you have passed, a government huh? is because people want to control pe- well, other I, people's I lives. Think that, oh, I think you're, you're, what you, you, you're not getting here is um, he's talking about uh, these biblical governments, which weren't, in fact, governments in the, in the same coercive uh, uh, set of uh, strictures that we have today. Judges, people went to the judges as a way of solving disputes, well, and so they were essentially arbiters. What other government, what other things would you want this government of yours to do besides run a dating service. <laughs> All right, let me just tell you what the, the uh, about four very urgent priorities. Health care, even if it was passed, wouldn't be set up until uh, three years from now because we already have a good health care system. But the three, uh, four things that are very uh, take urgent priority would be what I just said, having a, the government run a, the dating service, which would be heavy, <laughs> heavy, very heavy on physical looks. Uh, the mm-hmm. next thing we would have to have is uh, to get is to stop sending our steel and iron and and other resources out of our country. These other countries, especially Asia and China, are, are mopping up, so are sopping up our, all our here, uh, resources in iron ore like. and not re- sending it back to replace. Right. It to, what are th- what are three and four? Okay, three and four. Uh, everybody could have weapons. I don't want people, everyone carrying a gun, but we could have. A mace, a mace gun that <laughs> fires 40 feet. A tiger light. Give him a tiger light. 40 feet with about a Everyone should a have huh? a tiger light. Go ahead. Number four. Okay, the fourth one is um, 
Um, oh, yeah, population. They, we have to con- uh, control population. We can only do that by uh, educating people instantly. Uh, another instant thing we can do What is instant education? I've never had a call like this before. I really want to know more. Please tell me, what is instant education? Well, if necessary, you simply pass out literature, drop it on people's countries from an airplane, which is what we should be doing in this Iraq and Afghanistan war. We should use psychological warfare, not boots on the ground. If we sent out flyers so, whoa, by the whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I understand you've got your utopian vision here, um, but I, I'm just curious. Let's say I disagree. What happens to me? What happens if you disagree? What is, well, you can disagree, but is that, does that mean you're not going to cooperate with Yeah, us? that's right. Well, I don't, want to, I don't did... want to register for your dating service. Why? <laughs> I've already got a dating service. Are you going to shut down my dating service forcibly? No, I wouldn't shut it down, but if, if everybody registered in the government dating service, nobody would want to go to your dating service because you can't... But my, government's, no... my, my service is better than your government service because government services tend to really suck. It's a question of questionnaires, if, uh, the way the questionnaires are written. <laughs> you said it was heavy on looks, and I, I want to hear about that. How would the government dating service be heavy on looks? What would that look like in, in, re, in reality once it's implemented? Well, you'd have about 300, uh, almost 300 questions. If, if, if a person was to uh, want a sculpture of a person and couldn't see it, you'd have, that guy would have to have the answers to 300 questions in order to make right. a, an almost perfect sculpture of another human being. Huh. Physically? Huh? I'm sorry, what did you Phys- say? Physically? Did you say physically they're going to... Yeah, s- physically. So the questions would be basically based around what the person looked like? Absolutely. So no no need to match up personalities or anything like that? Oh, yeah. You'd have about six, uh, 15 or 16 personality questions. You <laughs> know... Hmm. Um, I, wow. Um, I, I, this this doesn't to me doesn't ring true because um, I what part? Well, the, the physical part. I dated uh, a lot of girls, uh, you know, b- b- before I got married, and I was pretty good at it. Um, and I, you know, what I do you mean by pretty date? good? Yeah, pretty good. I, I, you know, I dated a lot of girls, and I was pretty successful. I didn't know, many of them were very attractive um, women, and the, you know, I, I went for the sort of the glamorous type. I met my wife by accident, and she's, you know, she's not the glamorous type, and she she doesn't wear makeup. She's, you know, not, that's not her her thing. And I found that, um, you know, I, I was paired up with her in this, uh, this this course that we were taking together, and I found her to be just a very compelling individual. Um, personally, I wasn't attracted to her physically. I, the first time I was in class with her, I didn't even notice her. So um, I, I felt that that we got matched up through personalities just because um, you know, right. we got along better. Listen. So I don't think physical is a good way to match people. First of all, you you didn't meet her by charge, yourself. Mark. Bob's in charge. Yeah. You did not meet her by yourself. Okay. Huh? You're there? Well, I mean, I don't I, I don't know what you're saying. I didn't meet her by myself. I was pat- matched up by somebody, but not for yeah, the purposes but of dating. Nobody meets somebody on their own. Okay. The fact that you walk down a street, you're wearing clothes that took thousands of people to co- to <laughs> make. Huh? I'm just uh, just really enjoying your phone call. It's unlike anything I think we've ever received on this uh, this program. I want to get back to a question, though, of what will happen to me if I decide I don't want to use your dating service or I don't want to uh, pay for a literature drop on other countries. I, I don't know. Maybe I'd come over there and beat the hell out of you. Figures you would. Thanks for the call. 800, real funny, 800-259-9231, and that's what it's all about. That's isn't what government it? does. Isn't it? You don't go along with the program. Somebody comes and either beats the hell out of you or they take you and throw you in a cage.
So that's what uh, that's what they do. That's what governments do, and his that's is all no they, different. That's, that's, that's all government really has. Except I mean. he wants to have government run a dating service. And to go back to what he was originally I saying. I wonder if God would sanction the beating the hell out of people that don't go along. Like, you Who know, would Jesus whip? You know what I, I love about this show, Mark, is that we'll take a call like uh, that last gentleman and just take it all the way to the end. In many cases, had we just taken as as many talk shows do, they take the first 30 seconds yeah. or whatever. Had we just taken the first 15 seconds or 30 seconds and had him make his comment about, well, this is based in loneliness would have been something we could have riffed on. We could have talked about, well, yeah, I mean, certainly the sororities and the fraternities, uh, they, they feed off of the fact that somebody is new to an area, that they don't know anybody, that this is a, uh, you know, a pr- kind of a preset way for them to meet people. So I think. In his first 30 seconds, he was probably somewhat accurate. Like, he was on target with that comment of, this is about loneliness. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. But we did dig a little further, and then we got into the rest of what he believed, and boy, was it worth it. Yeah, talk radio is really about, uh, you know, t- today is really just sort of about making the host look good. And, um, you know, I, it's not about exchanging ideas, learning things, you know, anything like that. It's it's really the the sort of preacher parishioner model you sit in the pews you listen to what the preacher has to say you don't like it go to a different church he's been anointed by the uh, the great one he must have uh, he must have been he's got a big microphone in front of his mouth right that's mark levan contract great one nah. 800-259-9231 it's the SACL cai toll free line we are here for the saturday edition we'll take your calls about absolutely anything 1-800-259-9231 this is free talk live and hour two is coming up How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the Saturday program. You can bring up anything you want. We're here taking your phone calls live at 800-259-9231. And that number is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free on the site, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, uh, we started out the show last hour talking about hazing. 
Uh, There's another story that has popped up in the news from Rutgers University down in New Jersey where a young lady has been beaten to the point where she was covered, her buttocks were covered with blood clots and welts, in many cases denied food as well. There are are plenty of stories. I mean, we could go down the, uh, you know, we could go and just do a startpage.com search and uh, find a number of uh, just horrifying, hazing stories, but wondering what your experience has been. Uh, We also touched on underage drinking and more, so you can bring up anything let's go ladies first to i believe carrie is with us listening to kbbo or kusa in uh, yakima washington hi yes i uh, when i listened to the story i was outraged but the outrage to me is um that this young lady would consider herself a victim the one with her buttocks Mm -hmm. made bloodied because it was all voluntary and uh, i just don't understand why any student or any child who's no longer a child who's legally of age would allow themselves to be beaten, and it had to have been, you know, over a long period of time for it to get to that state. She stayed there and allowed it to continue. Yeah, this well, was a p- over a period of days, time. and yes, she yeah. apparently did not. Apparently, she did allow this because it doesn't mention anything about her being held against her will. Right. Well, most of them don't. It's, uh, most of these hazings are done because these kids are trying to prove that they belong in these sororities. And for some reason, they think that the, <laughs> the way to belong is to allow people to have power over them. And I have never understood this. My children, I, I've had three go through this college experience, and none of them have ever, you know, I, I've raised them to the to uh, be strong individuals so that they don't feel like they have to give power over someone else to be accepted. And I think that's sick yeah. that these, these kids allow themselves to be hurt to this extent, to be accepted. Right, just to get some friends? I mean, they, yeah. if that's what it takes for you to get friends, you've got some real problems. How sad. And I hope that the authorities do not press charges because as bad as it is for, for these other kids to um, cause this kind of harm to another person, it was voluntary. And, you know, I mean, if you go up to somebody and say, here, go ahead and hit me, then is it a crime for them to hit you? No, I don't think it should be. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Well said tonight, Carrie. Any other thoughts? Carrie, I guess I I have some questions. I mean, aren't aren't there a lot of human institutions that are sort of, uh, to some extent, founded um, around hazing? Um, For instance, I've, uh, you know, in the military, it used to be a common occurrence. I'm not so sure it's uh, as as common as it used to be. But um, it used to be a common occurrence for, uh, you know, young men to be given a can and told to go, go pick up cigarette butts, um, you know, and they, they'd, they'd participate in all kinds of hazing rituals and boot camp and things like that. And um, is it okay there? I don't, I don't think that's really considered hazing, I, although I'm sure there's been instances where it has been, where it's just been the, um, the fellow Marines or whatever um, doing it to one another and has been kind of overlooked. But there's a, there's a purpose behind the real strict... Um, disciplinarian uh, type of, you might even call it torture, some might, um, is to harden these boys because they're going to be boys and girls because they're going to be facing much worse out of the field. That's a little different than um, a sorority that serves no purpose whatsoever as far as I'm concerned. Okay. 
Well, I don't know if I yeah. agree with humiliation or ridicule in any circumstance, uh, whether they're using military, uh, the military. I think that in the military where you're going to have to, um, you know, where a young man needs to, is, is going into a situation where he's going to be expected to follow an order to, right. you know, take that hill. And if any hard bullets come your way, catch him with your soft body. Um, you know, yeah. if, if that's that's the, the kind of order that guy's going to get. Yes, you do have it's it's we would be legitimate for an institution to to humili- right. humiliate that well, person. Uh, uh, what else? You, how else are you going to get that young guy to run up that hill? You know, why, mean, is humili- called- why would humiliation uh, encourage someone to follow orders? Because Well, that's worked for hundreds of years, though. And they've tried other things, but this is what has worked for hundreds of years. So I'm, I'm in support of it myself. You're, you're in support of hazing if it's in the military, but not any other time? I'm in support of the strict type of training, if you want to look at it that way, when it has a purpose. When it's just to have power over somebody else um, and to have a chance to do to unto others as was done unto you. You don't think that's, that's what goes right. on in the military? I mean, we're talking about hazing here. We're not just talking about giving somebody an order and having them follow it for some sort of purpose. Hazing is subjection to harassment or ridicule, uh, to subject freshmen and newcomers, etc., to abusive, humiliating tricks and ridicule. I don't think there's any, uh, any time at which such things are appropriate. Are you talking about the fellow... Marines, their fellow soldiers doing that to one another? Or are you talking about the the um, people who are over them in authority doing that? I, I don't I don't know exactly what we're talking about, but if it's harassment or ridicule, if it's uh, humiliation, I don't think that's appropriate. Well, uh, like I say, my dad was Marine Corps, my uncles and my brothers have all been in the Marine Corps, and they came back better men from having gone through it. So it works. That's all I know. But that's a different thing. They were being trained for, for military, for battle. Very I don't think conditions. humiliating somebody trains you for battle in any way, shape, or form. I think Shooting, it does. See, that's that's, that's running, what, climbing. Absolutely. That trains you for battle. Now, uh, no, you have to be mind. Your mind has to be trained too. You mean broken? Yeah, in some ways, yeah. That's what the Marines yeah, because- do. They break them all the way down to the point that they teach them how to use eating utensils. I mean, that's... No, I don't I don't support any of that. Thank you for the call. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark, there are people... I don't support that- it either, Ian. I'm just Oh, you telling- sounded like you did. No, I'm telling you that the best way to get a bunch of 18-year-old numbskulls to pick up automatic rifles and run up some hill to go after some other 18-year-old numbskulls is to humiliate the crap out of them to the point that they only consider one person worth following, and that's the guy with the stripes on his shoulder. Hmm. That's what works. Gotcha. So you're saying it's effective, not that you uh, support it. Right. Wasn't that what we were talking about? What's effective? And that's what she was saying. What's effective? She did say that. Why uh, did you think that? Why do you think that works? Because it what takes away their um, pride. It takes away their their uh, their their individuality or their ego. That's the that's the whole purpose of uh, boot camp. Tear a man down so they can rebuild him. Let's go to Doug listening to WFLA in Clearwater, Florida. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live with the Unimar. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Two calls before that, that guy was classic. Yeah, he was I mean, great. Uh, the uh, the government yeah, dating service again. guy? Oh, yeah, the classic. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, getting back to the drinking age, um, you know, one of the callers said when he was younger, one of the, I, I don't know which one is which, but one of the guys said when you were younger, your parents didn't teach you how to drink. You went off and did crazy things. Yeah, that now, was me. All right, now you just said that the 18-year-old numbskulls, well, uh, for fighting their 18-year-old numbskulls, well, guess what? When you're between the ages of 18 and 21, uh, there's a lot of numbskulls out there, 
Okay, that's and true. We, we can't all be afforded the, the 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 greatness of great parents who teach us uh, right and wrong and set us in our proper ways. So as a society, we just lay down a blanket law that says, "All right, we're drawing the line of the sand, and it's 21 because uh, we've got numbskulls." What's okay? your name? My name's Doug. Doug, how's that working? What's the alternative? No, no. How's it working? Well, I'm. Well, let's see. We've got uh, high death rates. We got uh, uh, high death rates for speeding, drinking, driving. Uh, I would say it's working as good as it can based on the society that we have. So you're saying that um, kids shouldn't be able to drink because some kids that drink will get into vehicles and drive? I'm saying that uh, the kids are going to break the law anyways, okay? But well, you have to have draw a line in the sand and say, listen, if you... You know, some uh, people use do, guns. Get caught. Some people will What's use that? guns to commit crimes. Do you think that we should get rid of all the guns, too? No, I'm saying that you gotta, you got you to have a little give and take, okay? Like... If, if we you were seem to really quick your... to take away other people's rights, but not your own. No, no, no. Uh, it's a little give and take. It's, we're not, we don't live in a utopian society. I know we all want to get there, but let's just use the example of the military that you guys just brought up. Okay. Uh, I don't want to have a military run by, let's say, the two of you that didn't break these numbskulls down and learn how to fight as a fighting unit to bring... Uh, well, I, I wouldn't run the state. military. I'll bring you back here in a moment if you want, Doug. Hang on, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just a little give and take, right? That's just no big deal. We're just talking about people's freedoms here. You give your rights, citizen, we'll take them we'll away. We'll take them. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works for the government. <laughs> coming up, it's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are completely free, including stuff like our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video, showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, see it for yourself, and get involved. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And don't forget to uh, head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get signed up while tickets are still available for the upcoming March 18th through 21st of this year, 2010, Liberty Forum happening in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's a great opportunity to come up here and get together with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are actually doing something about achieving liberty in our lifetime. It's a wonderful event. Uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano will be one of the keynote speakers at this particular event. There are also a bunch of other great speakers, uh, as well as panel discussions, after-hours parties. It's a great time. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more and get signed up. And don't forget... While they still haven't yet filled out the entire schedule, you get an early bird discount. Plus, if you use the Free Talk Live discount code, which is FTL, uh, if you use that discount code to get an extra 10% off at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. As we continue with your phone calls, Doug dropped off the line. So let's go to uh, Charles in Tampa listening to WFLA. Hello, Charles. Charles? How you doing, fellas? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, this guy, Bob, he's a moron. 
<laughs> what he was saying is on the borderline of communism. <laughs> What's he going to do when the, when the government wants to step in and put cameras in each room of his house? He, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He, 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 the government is always trying, they're already trying to get in, get in every uh, aspect of our lives. What's he going to do when you trap him in the corner, tell him you're going to do what we tell you? I hope he's listening right now. You know, I, I think I think you're right. The government would love the idea of a, a dating service where they could tell, essentially, tell Americans how it is that they, who they could date and who they couldn't. And uh, you know, I'm that, surprised it hasn't been proposed yet. That's the first time I've ever heard that one. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was an unusual proposal. But um, you know, I, I, I can't disagree too much with what you're saying. Well, he. On something, I gotta believe that. Either I that or he's he, stupid. He just wants to be in charge. Yeah, just that's like what everybody. He's high on. Everybody wants to be in charge of somebody else, and uh, you know, tell tell I you don't know how if it's everybody work. wants that. I don't want that. It's common no, for people go, to want. The that. government wants that. They're, 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 yes. they're, look at the, they're, they're doing this medical uh, observations. They're wanting to get into the medical routine of our lives. Sure, there's they're nothing not really they don't want. To step in and help anybody. Yep, there's nothing that the government people don't want to get into, and for people like uh, Bob, who you're talking about, that called in last hour, for those that don't know, proposing the government gets into uh, the dating service business, <laughs> uh, for people like him, he looks at the government and can identify all kinds of things that he thinks are wrong, and he believes that he knows best how he, you know, if you just put Bob in charge, he would be able to run the government the way it should be run, and of course, this is the fantasy of all sociopaths and psychopaths uh, that want to have control over other people's lives that believe that they know what's best, that they believe that their moral code is the right moral code and that their uh, way of organizing society is the best way of organizing society. And they're willing to uh, literally, as he pointed out at the very end of the call, they're willing to beat you up over it if you don't like the way uh, they have their plans. Unfortunately for most of them, they aren't in charge, but many of them are, and you can find them in Washington, D.C. and your local state capitals and your local city councils. Yep. Thanks yep. for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. If you don't like the way they run it, they'll load you up on cattle cars and gas you, or they'll send the IRS after you if you don't want to sign up for their medical program. Isn't that what the, the proposal of the That's the, the, um, the you know the, the little medical thing they're doing here? Let's talk to Walter listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Walter, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Walter? Going once? Walter? Hello, Hello you're on the air. Hey, how are you? What's uh, on your mind, Walter? I think that... Um Everybody that's listening would probably agree that um, um, Bob is uh, is sort of off, off his nut a little bit, so I'm not <laughs> going to even entertain that. But um, I did want to um, respond to the comments about um, the uh, military, uh, quote-unquote, hazing. Okay. And um, now I, I believe that um, I, I do have some disagreements with um, certain sorority and fraternity hazing. Um, the woman that called in said that it's pretty much just about friends. I, uh, I know personally, cause I come from a family that has a lot of, um, involvement in sororities and fraternities and it's a lot more, uh, than friendship. And they actually do a lot for the community. Uh, when you actually get to know what the, um, what the organizations are about, but yeah, but is that uh, just to- a cover? Is the the whole doing things for the community just a cover for uh, an excuse to exist, basically? Like, do they have to do things for the community in order to be a sorority on some college campuses? No, no, not at all. I mean, there there are some that are very inactive. Mm. And uh, uh, because they're really not um, uh, governed by, um, you know, any one person in particular, um, you know, they can be... Uh, not active in the community, but there are many that um, 
their roots run deep when it comes down to community service. Uh, there are many of them talking about maybe. Uh, so you're you know, saying I, mean, I was too ago. cynical. You're saying I was being too cynical when, uh, whenever I hear the college kids making that claim that you know it's it's not all just about drinking. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think so because uh, you know clearly um, whether you're in fraternities or not, uh, on a college campus is a lot of drinking and, and many other things, um, and you don't have to be in a fraternity or sorority to experience that. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a perspective um, on the outside, uh, but. Uh, as far as for some of the ones I know that are on the inside, uh, a lot of that does occur, but there's uh, also a lot of positive, just like in okay. you know many organizations, a lot of positive things that they actually do. I'll take your word for it. just as a cover-up. Thank you okay. for that, Walter. Anything else you want to share tonight? Yeah, yeah. well, let me ask. Um, now, the, um, the military, um, you were asking about or making a comment about the military hazing and, and how um, there's no purpose um, for that. Uh, I really don't look at it as, as hazing. And you ask if um, uh, being humiliated, how that actually prepares you for war. But uh, I think that when it comes down to, well, let me ask you a question. Have you played any uh, organized sports, organized football or high school football? Uh, you know, I mean, as, as much as anybody, but not like, uh, you know, any team or anything like that. So but not probably, organized, just in, like a pickup game. mural or something. Okay, well, um, in, in when, um, when doing that, um, almost any organized um, sports team, will have you do things that are a little humil- uh, humiliating. And I think it's, it's to humble you uh, somewhat, to lower your pride, uh, where, you, you know, where you realize that there's something greater uh, than you out there. And, and it works. I think that's I, that sounds to me like an excuse. I mean, if if you hit the field in a football game and you screw up, you're going to be humbled. Uh, so it would seem to me that that's just an excuse to humiliate somebody and pass on the humiliation that at one time was inflicted upon uh, somebody else. And it sounds to me like you experienced that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've played football since the age of six. Now, yeah. the thing is, is that do you want to receive the humiliation or understand about humiliation beforehand? Or, or hum, uh, my, I'm sorry, humility beforehand or during the game. And I think it's the same thing in the military is that they're preparing them for what's to come. Um, and so to have to humiliate someone by having them do something like clean uh, toilets with a toothbrush or go around, pick up all the cigarette butts, um, uh, that's sort of light to me. And, uh, and I, uh, I remember we had a co-host who was on a football team once. He told us that uh, their hum- form of humiliation was to give the, uh, the the other team members in the showers a, uh, a hand job. What? <laughs> okay. As yeah, I recall, that, that's... <laughs> he's laughing. He's uh, very familiar with that. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Appreciate no, hearing from you, man. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL <laughs> CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, and this is Free Talk Live. Are you giving candy again this year for Valentine's Day? Get creative, man. That's what shows women you care. This year, get her George's famous baklava. It's Osborne approved. Walnut baklava with 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All of the ingredients are premium and all natural. That's why it tastes so good. Shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fresh and delicious. Order by February 10th to make sure you have it in time for Valentine's Day at mandrik.com. M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. No C in there. Mandrik.com. The 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything if you dial on in toll-free. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKIwiki.freetalklive.com. Do you hate making those extra trips to the back to the car to get the grocery bags? For the last few months at my house, we've been using, and Ian's too here, uh, using the Totasac. It's a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the U.S., and it's designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. You've got to see this thing to believe it. It's a uh, little uh, sort of hook handle thing, and it's great for carrying uh, the grocery bags uh, out to the car, back from the car, to the bo- um, you know, out to the boat, wherever you're going to carry them, and you can use it for all kinds of other tools too, or uh, purposes too. Totasac, T-O-T-A. SAK.com, and uh, you can go pick up a family pack there today. Totasac.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, uh, whether it's hazing or drinking. Anything goes. Ladies first, Sharon is on the line listening to WFLA in Tampa. Hello, Sharon. Hi, how you doing? Hey, super. Sharon, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I wanted to make a comment on the legal drinking age. Sure. Um, oh, when, when I turned 18... That was the legal drinking age. Hmm. And um, three months later, they changed it to 21. So, you know, here I am at the bar, and the next day I can't go to the bar anymore because it's not <laughs> legal anymore. It's kind of funny. Was that but, Florida? Um, yeah, no, this was in Michigan, actually, where okay. I grew up. Because, as, as, you know, in this in Florida, it, was, uh, it went from 19 to 21, and, um, you know, they had some kind of grandfathering system for people that were born after a certain day or, or whatever. Yeah, well, in Michigan, this was back in 78, and they changed it, and it was overnight from 18 to 21. Hmm. Crazy. And it was it was really hard, it was, but um, my comment was is that in, even anything, any drinking age, though, even if it's 18, 21, I personally found a way to drink with my friends when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's my comment is, is if you, if you want to, if you're going to drink, you're probably going to find a way to get it. Absolutely. Whether if it's the legal drinking age or not. Right, and you know, in in, in Ireland, you're you know, there is no drinking age. If if the if the bartender will serve you at the bar and you can get your he- head above it, um, you can illegally purchase beer there and it's it's not a big deal somehow or another um they don't have 10 year olds stumbling through the uh, the streets i don't know if they did do but i i haven't heard anything about it i mean t- american tourism goes on all the time over to over in ireland you'd think it would be a, a you know a land of chaos and anarchy if uh, the, the way mm-hmm. people talk about drinking ages but it's not exactly i've, I've heard the same thing myself that you know there is no drink, legal drinking age, and, and yeah, if they can see over the cupboard that, or the over the counter, they can have it. And yeah, I mean that. I guess that's absolutely true. You don't hear much about that. Thank you, Sharon, for your thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Hey guys. Hey, what's on your what mind? Happened with, what happened? What happened? Sure, it happened to me too. Except my state, in Illinois, we went from. Uh, I was able to drink at 18. When I when I turned 18, I was able to drink wine and beer from 1978 till 1980. And I was 20 in 1980 when they changed the law, and I couldn't drink anymore. How bizarre. <laughs> so you were mature enough one day, but the next day, you were not mature enough anymore. Right. New Year's Day. 
and it's ludicrous. Um, I have a story. It's, it's a little rough to tell. It, it happened to me when I was in Boy Scouts. Oh, boy. Um, I went to uh, a camp for two weeks up in Wisconsin, and I was uh, maybe 11 or 12. I'm not sure exactly what year this happened, but... Um, there was a little ceremony that they did for some of the older kids, the Eagle Scouts and stuff. And they walked up to them and they patted them and they became some kind of Indian scout thing. <laughs> right. And um, this, it, it, this, this got really rough uh, for me, but this was hazing. They, they did a, uh, a mock ceremony for uh, some of the younger kids. and They picked me out as one of them. And, um, so was, it didn't happen to everybody. You were randomly chosen, or maybe not randomly. It but... wasn't random. Yeah. They, they they had there was uh, two or three of us. Actually, I think three of us uh, that they picked out, and um, they picked us out and they took us over and they said, "Okay, go go back. We're not going to do nothing." Well, later on that night, um, they came into our tent, into our tents, uh, yelling and screaming, and. Um, one of the one of the other kids that happened to be in the same tent I was in refused to go with these guys. They were they were dragging us out of the tent, and one of them refused to go, and he he was blubbering, and so they let him be. Mm. But I let them kind of drag me out, and then they they stripped me naked, <sighs> and they I don't want to say they made me hump a picnic table because they I don't think they could really make me do it, but that's the activity that they wanted me to do. You you humped a picnic table? There was a hole in it. Oh, God. And well, I got on it, top of it. It was a consenting picnic table, right? <laughs> it, the, the picnic table was consenting. I don't think there's anything um, morally wrong with this, Matt. No, but it was it's very <laughs> embarrassing. Yes. Uh, later on in life, um, it was it was very humiliating. Uh, and it, it was done because I wanted to be accepted mm. by the group. And later on, uh, during the next school year, because this took place during the summer, and out of the the, uh, the two or three, well, I think there was three of us, the other two kids did not participate in that. Um, I did, and I got patted on the back. and But, it, you know, it was quite traumatic uh, uh, mentally. Uh, having and I, I I hadn't thought about this for a long time. This topic came up on your show and it got me thinking about this. And um, later on during the school year, uh, some of the kids that were there with me uh, told some girls in in the school and oh no, I got teased for it quite a bit, as you can imagine. Yeah. Mm. And um, needless to say, I didn't stick around in the scouts too much longer after that happened. So you didn't, uh, you, that did not manifest in you the desire to see something similar, something humiliating happen to uh, someone else who was young, younger than you the next summer? Oh, God, no. In fact, when I got to college, um, I, I stayed at GDI. Uh, I I'd got invited to, to join a couple of fraternities, but I didn't want to because I was worried about the hazing. Mm. And so uh, I, I stayed, a, a, you know, just an independent student and kind of, I, I got my own group of friends. I had my own group of friends in college, but, um, you know, it wasn't 
I, I didn't make it easy on myself. Do, do, do you feel like, I mean, we had somebody call in a moment ago who was involved in uh, in team sports, and, and he uh, kind of brought up the idea that this was beneficial to him because uh, it taught him humility. I mean, do you feel like uh, that he was just making an excuse to, to, to justify the embarrassing things that uh, that he was forced to go through? Well, maybe not forced to, but encouraged to go through? Um, with him, it might have been a lot different because I think that, you know, he was not like the only one he he was probably, there was, you know, probably other, uh, you know, it was like a team thing. There's probably a lot of other people that went and got, but I'm not sure. I can't say, I can't say what other people's experiences were. I can just say mine. And well, I, I, think, I, I think people justify things after but, the, I think people justify things after the fact, like Mark bought this really silly chair and he spent way too much money on it, this chair that sits in the studio, and it's kind of broken now. But it did last you for a while, Mark. Uh, but it, everybody thinks it's just the most absurd chair they've ever sat in. And I love that chair. And you love the chair. It's because you're likely justifying the fact that you spent way too much money after well, the fact. In the did, same way that this other guy's justifying being hazed by telling himself, well, it helped me with humility. Why did I buy it in the first place, then? I don't know. Because I liked you the chair. You were sold on it. You thought it was a good chair. And I, think, yeah, I think it is a good chair. Right. See, I think that uh, hazing for, for team sports, this mild hazing that goes on for, like, football, go run some laps or something like that, I, I think that that is good for, for teams to, team sports. What about the hand job? Is that mild? I, I think that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I, I think it's probably more commonplace than you uh, than you know. Thanks, Matt, for the story. I appreciate I you taking the time know. to tell it to us. Uh, it was uh, very interesting. Appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. They sell virtually anything. Head on over to amazon.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done. Get a great deal. Get free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of their brand new items. And you can feel good because a percentage of the profits is going to Free Talk Live when you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. And if you're, you know, of the college age... uh and you're, you know, attending college on your way into college, on, just on your way out of college, there's an internship program that I think you should know about. It's called Libertarian Internships, and uh, you can go to libertarianinternships.com and check out internships in public policy, state organizations, national organizations, uh, journalism, production, all of these things. They offer stipends, housing assistance, um, and uh, seminars that teach you how to do these these things. So um, go check it out at libertarianinternships.com. If you know somebody who's of that age, perhaps you need to let them know about it. And um, the, the, it, the the deadline is very, very soon. It's uh, I think it's going to be the first week in February. So go quickly to libertarianinternships.com. You've got to sign up for an account once you get there to get the full deal. But uh, they have uh, they have some teaser information uh, ahead of time. Uh, by the way, coming up, we still have to do a giveaway of the Totus Act, don't we? Yes. Okay, we got a two-pack of the Totus Act to give away. Coming up here uh, shortly, we'll give you the numbers at the appropriate time. In the meantime, we continue talking to you about whatever you want. Hazing has been kind of the general uh, discussion, hazing and the drinking age and sort of, uh, I guess,
various college-related things like that uh, tonight. 1-800-259-9231. Just uh, finished up a, a kind of a disturbing, hazing story from one of our listeners. And uh, I think that the people that are defending ha- hazing, they, they kind of sound to me like the people that defend spanking. Like that they've had something abusive done to them. And after the fact, they're trying to, you know, trying to cover it up or trying to try to kind of wall off uh, whatever the humiliating feelings were that they felt at that time and tell them tell themselves a story about how it was it was beneficial and uh, and, you know, that it was a positive experience in their lives. Obviously, that's not the case with everybody, as Matt in Illinois just pointed out. He's still disturbed uh, by uh, by what happened to him. I just had I'm, to drag spanking into this, didn't you? I'm not saying that uh, that you have to ruminate on such things for the rest of your life or that there's nothing wrong with burying it and moving on. I'm not saying that, but I think that that's, that's just, well, that's what I'm hearing when I, when I hear people say that they think that hazing, you know, helped build humility within them, that there was something that was, uh, was beneficial about it. And it seems to me to be just, just an excuse, uh, that, that hazing is an excuse to abuse people and get away with it. And, and, and they are, you know, they are in most cases consenting to it. So, if that's what you want to do, then by all means, go and do your hazing or receive your hazing and then do your hazing. Uh, if that's what you're into, hey, man, it's your life. You get to make those choices. Uh, but then again, things in some cases can go a little a little extreme with hazing and, and, what, and, and you know, involve actually going beyond the point of consent. What bothers me about hazing is the, the age groups to whom it is done. Um, hazing is, is generally done to people who are of a you know lower age group, people that will accept it. Are you, are you sure that uh, there aren't nursing home hazings going on out there? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> certain of it, um, but I can tell you that uh, the average adult, you know, a 38-year-old man isn't going to accept that, – that's what I am um, – isn't going to accept – it doesn't seem to Probably me – Probably true. That they're going to accept hazing of of any uh, you know rigorous sort. I mean, I I, I suppose that most uh, organizations have some kind of culture that you, one has to become acclimated to, but I don't think that uh, you know you, you're not going to get them to do it. Yeah. They're adults. They're not going to do that. No, thank you very much. You can have your job. But this stinks or whatever organization it is. I'm not doing that. And um, but what they do <laughs> right. is they get they get these young kids that are much more likely to go through this stuff and. Eh, Easily abused. Yeah, not acceptable. Let's go to your calls. Steve, listening in Tampa to WFLA, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Steve, Tampa, going once. Steve in Tampa, going twice. Uh, I I had to take you off mute, sorry. There you are, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Um, Yeah, I I just, uh, I'm retired military. I'm here in Tampa. I'm listening on FLA. I had no idea you guys were on uh, other than on the web, that you were actually on real radio stations. <laughs> oh, well, well, so you'd heard of us before? Uh, listening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Well, actually, we started down in Sarasota many, many years ago, and uh, now we've got a whole bunch of radio stations on board. So. Ah, cool. So welcome I, I back. I love it. I love it. And libertarianism is growing by leaps and bounds, and thankfully. Yes. And you, can thank, um, you can thank Free Talk Live for that. <laughs> oh, is that. Oh, I didn't know you guys were completely responsible for it. I knew something <laughs> had to be, but I wasn't sure what it was. But no, it's uh, definitely not just us. Uh, no, there's way too many of us yeah. running around trying to uh, beat the drum for this. Uh, but I really I wanted to address the issue of uh, hazing in the military. Please. Uh, I'm, as I said, I'm a retired military. I was in intelligence and special operations, which is why I was why I'm retired here around McDill Air Force Base. Um, and uh, I never once experienced hazing as I understand it. 
hmm. while I was in the military. So I'm trying to understand if, if, if I'm misunderstanding what you mean exactly by hazing. Well, I, I think that um, humiliation is what I consider hazing, a ritualistic uh, style humiliation that tends to be passed down year after year uh, to whatever the new recruits would be. And some sort of, again, just humiliating experience in front of others, typically. Um, I, 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 again, depends on the degree at which you bring this up, you know, uh, the, the idea of humiliation. I mean, basically the military, it's taking a bunch of 18-year-old fire breathers. You have to remember, I mean, I joined the military in 1978, so it's like uh, it was a volunteer military. You know, people only did it that wanted to. Uh, and you go in and it's an eight-week course for basic training, which everyone has to take, in the Army at least. Um, and uh, you oftentimes do things wrong. Oftentimes you're ta- you, you have a, a bunch of people who have completely different backgrounds. I mean, I, I went into the military as an enlisted person, but I had a degree in physics. Uh, had a guy there that was in my squad who had a Ph.D. in philosophy. Okay, so I, I mean, you have you know the, the entire range of of people that are there, and and the entire effort behind that is to to build a people who don't focus completely on being individuals and what their concerns are, but focus more on the idea of functioning as a team, and that's that's what the whole training is about is to 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 get people to start functioning as a team and to realize their lives depend on that team effort. And this uh, one gentleman which spoke earlier was talking about uh, uh, sports, organized sports. And, and there, there is somewhat of an analogy there uh, just because of that. But it's so what it is is positive and negative reinforcement basically to elicit a team-like behavior. Uh, in various different units, some of it can be humiliating, but that's really dependent upon the individuals who happen to be running the show. Uh, nothing can be physically harmful. Uh, but you have to realize when I say physically harmful, we're talking it from a military perspective, and, and the military does a lot of things which most people would not be able to do. I mean, yeah. just you know, physically you are expected well, to be able to perform at a much higher level. Well, you mentioned humiliation. What, what would you consider humiliating that might have been done under those circumstances you're talking about? Um, if you... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of trying to uh, to impute exactly what you're calling humiliation because you got to remember I'm coming at it from a military perspective. Just pick and, something. Yeah, let's see. Let, well, let's see what you think humiliating. Bringing, bringing somebody out in front of the formation and telling them that they screwed up. Okay, it's it it could be considered by some humiliating. I mean, it, it could very well be. But the real thing is, is it's not intended necessarily to be, to be humiliating. It is intended to modify their behavior in a direction that they fulfill the mission that they're, you know, in that situation to, to accomplish, which is to become a more team-oriented person as opposed to an individualistic-oriented person. I mean, if you think about it from the logical perspective in battle, okay, uh, you know, most individuals, if they were only focusing on their own individual importance, would run away. <laughs> it's pretty logical. Yes. Okay? So, so there has to be this, there has to be some taking all of this disparate in group of individuals and, and turning them into this, this entity which understands that they have to depend on the guy next to them just as much as they depend, they, they depend on their own capabilities for them to be able to, to, to live. 
Yeah, what I'm hearing you talk about is having somebody who's a superior uh, chewing out somebody for bombing or screwing up a, a, a task. That I don't consider necessarily hazing. I think hazing, uh, again, you know, the def- dictionary definition to, per- to persecute or harass with meaningless, difficult, or humiliating tasks. And I also think that ritualism uh, brings is also a, a concept that comes into play where it's something that whenever the new guys arrive, this is something that is done to them. And that's not what I'm hearing you describe. Thanks for the thoughts tonight and the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour 3 is coming up. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. Dial on in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get interactive over there. You can submit uh, all kinds of different things to the, the website. Other users of the site can vote them up or vote them down. Head over to... Uh, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the experience. It is completely free. We continue here uh, with your phone calls. Uh, started the show out tonight talking about hazing. There are so many examples of it, but the story was out of uh, New Jersey College where young lady submitted herself, apparently, to being severely beaten uh, with the intent of being one of the gang, being uh, part of the sorority or as, of course, also frequently found in fraternities. We had somebody call in to tell us about their experience in Boy Scouts, a very humiliating experience, and uh, also talking about uh, team sports and and even the military. And, of course, the definition of hazing is uh, is, is, is subjection to harassment or ridicule uh, to subject freshmen or newcomers, etc., to abusive or humiliating tricks and ridicule uh, to harass with unnecessary or disagreeable tasks. So have you ever been involved in hazing? Have you ever been hazed? What's your story? What was your experience like? Uh, are you one of those people that uh, kind of looks back on it with fond memories, fond recall, or was it absolutely traumatizing for you or something else entirely? You can also bring up anything, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your calls. Ladies first, Crystal, listening to KUSA in Yakima. Crystal, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, I just wanted to call and say that I think that hazing is wrong, and I think what they're doing is victimizing people that already have a low self-esteem from previous abuse, possibly. Mm. How how involved uh, have you been uh, with hazing? Any any at all? I have never been in a hazing, and I never would, because I was um, abused when I was 14 years old. I was not accepted uh, by my peers in school, and I had a neighbor who told me that 
if I let him teach me about sex, that it would make me more popular with the boys my own age. Did you believe him? For a short time, and then I ended up running away from home because I was afraid to tell anybody. Hmm. How and old was the then my first marriage was abusive, so I think that's what hazing victimizes people that already have a low self-esteem. I think that's I think that's likely true. Uh, in that, why would you? It's probably go the worst through? for them, but I think that uh, generally hazing is uh, you know it subjects a whole group of people, uh, you know, just the sort of a group of newcomers. I think is how they do it, but I think that. Abusers in general are always very, very good, and, and, and I think that anybody has the capacity to be an abuser if put in the right circumstance. They're always very good at finding the people that are sort of the weakest in their scenarios, and I think that those are the people that would be targeted the most. So I agree. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that tonight. Any other thoughts? That's all. Crystal, appreciate Thank hearing you. from you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Rufus listening in Georgia. Rufus, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Mark and Ian, how are y'all tonight? Hey, Rufus, what's on your mind? Well, I always enjoy your show. I don't always agree with you, but you do make me think. You're listening Uh, on FM in Savannah, is that right? Well, I'm in my car. I'm listening on the uh, 94.3 out of Charleston, but I'm in in Savannah, where I I live. Okay. Okay, um, I was in a fraternity uh, in a small southern town, and uh, when I graduated high school, I was what you might call very shy and socially awkward. And when you go to these parties, they just make you feel like, you know, you're the greatest person in the world. And uh, they call it rush and because uh, they want to rush you into their fraternity. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything in the fraternity is centered around alcohol. Uh, I bet. The parties, every weekend they have like two or three parties, and they last till two or three in the morning, and everybody just drinks huge amounts of beer, mostly kegs. And I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I enjoyed the drinking. I'm not trying to sound like I'm high and mighty. And, uh, you know, but I, I really wasn't having fun, though. And um, there was a lot of – there was hazing. I won't go into the details. They do humiliate you when you when you are a pledge and you're trying to become a member. But my advice to any young people out there who are going off to school is here's the worst thing to me about a fraternity – you seem to always hang out with the same group of people every weekend because they expect you to come by their parties, and you don't end up learning how to socialize with people who are totally different from you in different races in different parts of the country. Like all the guys in our fraternity were young Southern white males, and, uh, and most of the women who came there were young Southern white females. And, you know, it just limited me from, you know, being – better socially uh as far as you know learning how to get along with people well i don't know if that i see what you're saying but i don't know if fraternities or sororities are necessarily going to contribute to that i mean if you weren't in a fraternity or sorority you still would likely have found a a certain group of friends and would likely spend time with them the reason it does is because you get this uh this this kind of guilt thing hey you're part of us now what are you doing going over there and hanging out with those people oh meaning you aren't allowed to go hang out with anyone else or you're or you're razzed basically is that the idea well, no, nobody ever harassed you about hanging out. But the thing is, you just didn't have time because they had scheduled all these parties and they expected you to be there. And what happens if you don't go? Uh, well, they just kind of give you, they just kind of say, well, why weren't you, you know, here and, and when you was, we needed you to, you know, help serve alcohol or whatever. Mm. And usually by 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the, the, the guys would become uh, 
somewhat violent and would tear up furniture and stuff. And I got to the point where me and like two or three other guys, we just sneak off and smoke some pot and, you know, and, and then we got kind of kicked out because they caught us smoking pot. You got but kicked out of a, fr- tear, a fraternity? We didn't ever tear anything up. You know, we were just yeah. happy just, you know, being in our little secret group smoking the pot. And Yeah, potheads don't tend to get violent. Like, they were tearing up the whole house, you know. I, I totally believe it. <laughs> I can't believe that a bunch of drunks were ready to kick some kids out for smoking pot. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they kicked us out because we were smoking pot, and they, and you know, that was not on fraternity property. That wasn't allowed, you know. So, you know, but anyways, I just say I was more, I was just as socially awkward when I got out of there. You know, I was <laughs> as just, I was when I went. <laughs> Rufus, I was just remembering something. We've talked about fraternities and sororities in the past, and uh, were there dues at your uh, fraternity? Oh, yeah. Now, That's is, one of the main reasons they want you in there. They need that money. You know? This is one of the more interesting parts to me because the whole fraternity uh, sorority experience, if you will, is sold, as I understand it, on the idea that, hey, these are your friends. These are people that you'll build lifelong relationships with, the networking and da-da-da-da-da and community service. But if you don't pay the dues, then all of a sudden your friends aren't your friends anymore. Isn't that the case? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you... uh. You know, uh, that's pretty much the case. Yeah, that is pretty much the case. So, uh, doesn't sound like real know, friendship I, to me. That doesn't at all sound like real friendship. I don't have any one of those guys right now that I communicate with, you know, on a regular basis mm. at all. You know, we did, you know, cultivate you know, what I would call lifelong friendship. Now, maybe that's partly my fault. I don't know. But, you know, I would just say, looking back, if I could do it over again, I would not have joined because I feel like, you know, I could have learned, met different people, you know, and uh, and maybe not abused the alcohol as much because we really did do a lot of drinking, you know, I mean. It's an interesting observation. And I enjoyed it, but I mean. It, 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 I, I could have got out of there maybe with a little bit higher GPA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rufus, thanks for your story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for sitting out in the car there in Savannah and listening to us uh, from way far away in South Carolina. Now, um, you, you know, the, the, these dues go to pay the—I mean, you, you're paying to live there, essentially. So um, you'd get kicked out of any place that you didn't pay to live. Uh, do you always live at the fraternity? That, that's the idea of the fraternity house. Right, right. right. I understand that, Mark. I obviously, don't know all the Obviously, you should clearly. be kicked out of the organization if you aren't paying. I'm not saying you should be able to get away with not paying dues and still be in the organization. What I'm saying is their friendship with you, this whole idea that they're your buddies and they're your friends, we've ter- we've heard from people who've said it just it goes it dries right up. I mean, so, okay, yeah, if you don't pay the dues, you obviously have to leave the fraternity, but then your friends aren't your friends anymore. Do you see what I'm saying? So you leave the fraternity, you go get well, your own apartment, you call up your buddies, your old buddies from the fraternity, and hey, hey, let's you know, let's hang out. You're my friends, right? Oh, you haven't, you don't pay your dues. You're not part of our fraternity anymore. We're not your friends. So you're, it's essentially a rent-a-friend organization. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, 800-259-9231. I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to set rules and, and set dues and all that, but don't tell me you're my friend, and then if I don't pay, uh, if I decide I don't want to be in your club anymore, uh, you're not my friend anymore. You weren't my friend in the first place, if that's the case. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free, so enjoy those, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. And they're yours completely free. So head over to freetalklive.com. In fact, we have expanded our archive collection. You can now download uh, all the way back to the beginning of 2009. So all the way back to the 1st of January of 2009, all in our podcast. Just click onto the podcast and it'll all come up for you. And it's all, you just click and download whatever episodes you want to. It's all totally free for you at freetalklive.com. If you're looking to uh, spruce up the, the kitchen or the bathroom, do what I did. Um, when Laura wanted to get new knobs and poles for the, uh, the actually the kitchen and the bathroom, we went to interknobs.com and the service was great. And they give they have wholesale prices. This is an, uh, this is a, a website for basically designers and that kind of thing. So they offer to the public wholesale prices. And there's a code FTL as in Free Talk Live. That will get you an additional 11% off of everything on the site, including the closeout section, which has, you know, it's already 50 to 80% off. It's interknobs.com. Go to the specialty stores. Go to the home, uh, you know, the the big box stores. Check out the knobs and poles you want. But before you buy, go to interknobs.com because they've got them and they've got them at a lot less. It's interknobs.com. We continue and we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. We've been talking about hazing and we continue with that discussion with Bill listening in Savannah. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bill. Bill, Hello? you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'm actually from Alabama. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. What's on your mind, Bill? Okay, well, I was, well you were talking about hazing earlier. And yes, I, sir. I noticed something that um, I started researching after I was referred to, uh, by, by somebody to David Icke. I'm sure you're aware of him in, in the Genesis Network with Alex Jones and everybody. Okay. Can you hear me? I've heard of David Icke. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's got some interesting yeah. ideas, and some are just completely crazy. Uh, but uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, yes, the reptilian things. Will yeah. Fall out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but uh, he was talking about how the, uh, the the CIA, you know, brought LSD, and, and they started actually giving it out through people uh, to counter-react, you know, the war movement, you know, or in the early 60s. You know, they used LSD to keep, you know, make all the hippie lovers, you know, unbelievable you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. They used LSD on the hippie movement in what way? Yeah, to to counter the war movement. To counter uh, the pro-war movement? Yeah, anti-war movement. To, why would LSD counter the anti-war movement? Well, I don't know. I just read that in a book, but what I really was... Well, wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on a second. As somebody who's used it a few times, okay, I'm, not, to, I'm not a total... I, I, s- I, huh? I, I, let me break out the uh, reference right here. Well, okay, okay, what... What exactly happened was uh, Albert Hoffman created OSD. That's right. Um, yeah, he died and, uh, yeah, yeah, and um, 
what happened was, you know, they bought it and it came to, you know, the psychiatry and everything through through those lines, you know, to the United States, and they were using it that way. Well, after CIA started using it, uh, kind of like how Charles Manson controlled his, uh, you know, his cult. What mm. what my theory is is, you know, the anti-war movement came, and all of a sudden, this, you know, this there was LSD everywhere, and they were all tripping out. And they, I think it was just to keep their minds off the war movement and mm, not really. No, get off. I don't think so. I, you know what, and I. <laughs> I am somebody who has had a little bit of experience with LSD, not a, a whole lot. I'm not a you know total psychonaut or anything like that. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. I just want to kind of uh, just talk about that for just a moment, the idea that LSD would somehow counter the anti-war movement. And the anti-war movement back then was relatively successful. And it was because of the anti-war movement that uh, I think in many ways and many protests and uh, things like that that they uh, they performed that uh, encouraged the war to uh, come to an end when it did. The Vietnam War, of course, is what we're talking about. I suppose that particular version, um, you know, uh, stage of the war. But we've been at war since 1941. I we mean, meaning the U.S. government? The United States government has been in a state of war since 1941. But there was a much, much healthier anti-war movement back then Absolutely. than there is today. And uh, I don't know if LSD uh, LSD was likely far more popular back then uh, than it is today. So uh, first of all, we're talking about causation uh, and correlation. We're talking about uh, yeah. correlation, not causation. Um, and besides that, I think your correlation is wrong anyway because – LSD likely is something that helped many of those people uh, come to anti-war conclusions. I mean, I don't imagine there are a whole lot. Okay, here's a perfect example. There's a video online of UK troops, and I'm sure you can probably search YouTube for British troops LSD or troops LSD, and the UK government tested LSD on its troops, and they, uh, they filmed it. And it is one of the funniest videos you'll ever see. I think it is just hilarious because uh, they, they were just testing LSD on their troops and they didn't know it. They basically laced their water uh, with some LSD or something like oh, that. And uh, so these guys had no idea what was uh, what was happening to them. And they all just did very, very silly things. Uh, they were not effective. Uh, they did not in any way become a, an effective combat squad. Uh, they One of them wanted to climb the trees and feed the birds. Uh, they wanted to sit around and laugh and, uh, and enjoy themselves. They were in no way interested in uh, accomplishing the militaristic tasks that had been set out for them in that particular day. So... Yeah, I, I'm. I don't think that LSD is going to counter the anti-war movement in any way, shape, or form. If anything, it helped people uh, likely get more in touch with uh, with the ideas of peace and ending war. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up absolutely anything. We continue uh, with uh, John listening in Tallahassee to WFLA FM. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi guys, how are you tonight? Hey John, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I've only had a chance to listen to the program on and off um, over the last few hours, but um, I was wondering where you get your information about hazing in the military. Um, seems like everybody who's called in seems to think that seems to assume that it goes on all the time, just as a matter of course. But um, well, I don't know if if we said necessarily that it was going on as a matter of course. Uh, the initial conversation was about hazing in college fraternities and uh, and things like that. Some others, I think. 
suggested that it could go on in the military. Well, I think I think what I said was, um, you know, the you know, in, in sort of in the past, and I said, and I wasn't talking about current, uh, you know, sort of iterations, but um, I'm talking about, you know, when they were giving these guys uh, tin cans to go around and pick up cigarette butts. Uh, you know, they always do that to the new people. It's the it's the new people that are kind of subjected to these things. Uh, well, I can't really speak to that, but uh, I was also hearing the lady who talked about the fact that it's been going on for hundreds of years and she's fine with it and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if people are, are not aware that it really doesn't I – I won't say that it never happens ever and that it never did, but I, having said that, I can tell you it just doesn't happen in the military. Um, it's it's a much more professional organization than that. Well, we've got somebody coming up next who's going to claim differently from you. Thank you for the call, John. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Chris, listening in Tallahassee, also to WFLAFM. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Hey, Chris. Uh, does uh, military hazing ever happen? Oh, yes, it does. Will you it's tell us about your story? Will, will, will you hang on and tell us about it? No problem. All right, I'm going to bring you back here in a few moments. Uh, 800-259-9231, Marine Corps hazing. We'll find out what that was like. 1-800-259-9231, share your story. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses to jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com, we're more than just a dating site, we're a lifestyle. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is the live Saturday edition. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include our Facebook profile. You can head over to facebook.freetalklive.com and become a fan. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. Manchester Brewing was founded by an alien race of reptiles called the Slore, who live beneath Stapleton Airport and secretly control the Illuminati. Find out more at manchesterbrewing.com. As we continue, Chris is with us listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Chris, uh, what's on your mind tonight? Well... First of all, I was uh, in the Marine Corps Infantry from 2000, the end of 2001. I joined just after 9-11 till uh, 2006, about midway through. Okay. I deployed four times overseas, and hazing is definitely a part of the Marine Corps and definitely a part of the Marine Corps Infantry in particular that uh, really is a must. Can you give uh, us some specifics? Well, specifically, well, first of all, there's almost two different reasons to haze. One, one is just because you're new, and that's part of it. You get it in boot camp, then mm-hmm. you get it once you go to your training, and especially once you get to the fleet, because mm-hmm. then you're actually around infantry members. But the other reason is to also weed people out who really shouldn't be there in the first place. And that's one that a lot of people probably have a problem with, but it's just part of the Marine Corps. You know, you're not going to want to go to combat with people who shouldn't be there with you, you know, that you don't trust. So that's part of it. But uh, some instances, probably lighter instances, and everybody in the infantry, Marine Corps infantry, probably went through it, are uh, things like weekly things, like you're new, 
you're going to spend 15 hours with a toothbrush cleaning your room, you know, no matter what you do, it's not good enough. You know, you're going to be up till three or four in the morning doing it and then wake up two or three hours later and go run. Uh, probably more extreme versions would be. That sounds extreme. <laughs> well, sure. Okay. So but what's the that, more extreme? <laughs> uh, more extreme is you mess up and instead of, you know, because they're definitely, you know, the words out, they, you know, I personally have seen probably four or five guys over that period of time who lost rank because of hazing because the wrong person opens their mouth and, you know. So wait, they lost rank because they were doing the hazing? Correct. I see. So so it's officially unallowed, but it's also just uh, spread throughout the entire uh, organization? Correct. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things you just... You're gonna do it, and you saw high-ranking, you know, members of the Marine Corps do it, and it's just part of it. It's part mm-hmm. of the tradition, and it's part of what we did. But so, what was the uh, more extreme? The, uh, somebody messes up, and you know, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of like a, you know, the longer you were in the fleet, you know, deploying, the bigger you were generally, tougher you were. Uh, you know, you had more training, we more had more boxing, grappling. Well, you go. Uh, you know, into one of the basements and put the gloves on, you know, the two-ounce gloves, and, you know, your version of training is beating the crap out of a guy who, you know, wasn't getting things right. So, um, you know, he, he has the opportunity to fight back, but knowing that he's not going to win. Right. And he two, knows it going in. A two-ounce glove, for uh, for those that are listening, is a tiny i mean these these are practice gloves for essentially to keep people from busting their nose their their knuckles open but they are not they don't provide any sort of protection right and they're allowed to fight back 100% sure sure you know right but, <laughs> you know so they so if you mess something up there's a good chance you'll go down into uh, essentially the box, boxing ring with the biggest guy in the entire squad uh not necessarily the biggest it depends on how big the guy is <laughs> mhm so they, no. they they pick a ringer, uh, but a ringer that looks uh, you know uh, you know looks like it's it's kind of fair. It makes it look kind of fair. Well, it, it depends, you know. Really, all all of us. It, but you, what you got to realize too is that what we were doing, we all went through in the same way. Mm-hmm. That's which is, that's the that's the uh, you know the kind of ritualist uh, ritualism of of hazing the year after year bringing the new people in uh, via the same methods and then then uh, next year you get to uh, be the hazor I suppose or the hazer. See, this is why well, I there, think... there are benefits to the, that. That's what people don't understand. Uh, you know, when you join the Marine Corps and especially the infantry, you're you're realizing if if you have half a brain that you're subjecting yourself to being brainwashed to the Marine Corps way. You know? mm-hmm. It's not normal. From day one, you're talking about sticking bayonets in people. And there's a reason you're going to go to war. <laughs> you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't flinch when it comes down to it. But, uh, you know, there are definitely benefits to it. Like I said, you weed out people who shouldn't be there. And it's kind of harsh, but, you know, we've, just in my battalion, I think we had three suicides over like a four-year period. And they're just people who couldn't hack it. Jeez. They were probably pushed their limit, and that was their way of getting out. Ian. Some guys would just go UA. Some guys would, uh, you know, we had one guy shoot himself in the foot, and, you know, they called him crazy and medically discharged him. But it's just part of it. Those were guys that we didn't want to go to combat with, and we weren't going to risk our lives and our Marines' lives because someone 
either couldn't pull their weight or mentally they just weren't capable to handle it. Yeah, I, I, my, my partner here seems so shocked, but this is an organization whose job it is to go out and kill people and break things. Oh, I'm not shocked. So this is no, I mean, I'm not this shocked. Is what they, this it's is what they it's have just to, the twisted is, stuff that these people do. This I is mean, what has sick. to be done. It's sick. The, and the entire organization is sick. I mean, it's not necessary. It doesn't have to be done. The Marine Corps is completely unnecessary, as is uh, the entire U.S. military. So it makes sense that an organization that's uh, sick like this, uh, as an aggressive organization, would be engaging in uh, twisted behavior like that. Extremely aggressive, but also realize that, you know, every single man there who joined the Marine Corps signed the paper willingly. And nobody is put, if you go into the Marine Corps, with no job, having not chosen a job, you do not get put in the infantry. You have to choose to be there. And nobody doesn't know what's coming. No, well, that's you true. Uh, I mean, the, you, so you do choose to go in, but in many cases, uh, while the young people that are joining the military do tend to know what's coming, and certainly the people joining the Marines uh, know, probably should know a little more than the average person maybe joining the uh, the Army or something like that. Uh, on the other hand, if they find out that what they've been told by the recruiters isn't exactly true, they don't get to back out at that point unless they do something like you're suggesting, something drastic like uh, shooting themselves in the foot or uh, something uh, something else to that uh, to that extreme because it i mean the truth is the military recruiters many of them lie in order to get people oh, into the military but I, I don't know anybody who joins the marine corps not knowing that it's the hardest infantry Oh yeah, yeah I, I, I totally understand what, yeah. you're, what you're saying. I think right. when it comes to the Marines, that I, they've managed to build that brand, and that brand is that we're the toughest uh, of the you know the, the four branches out there. Chris, thanks for your story tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. But it's a stark contrast to the caller before him who said, "Well, there's no hazing in the military." Well, yeah, there is. Let's continue and talk to I believe Doug is with us, listening in Virginia Beach. I think to WVTS FM. Doug. You are on Free Talk Live. All right, yeah, I uh, I completely agree with the the previous caller. Um, you know, people who aren't in a, a certain closed society system or something like that see sees this stuff as you know bizarre and and you know sadistic or something like that. But um, when you're when you're in it, you're testing yourself. Like you're battling yourself. You're not battling with people who are who are doing this to you. You're pushing yourself to a limit, and you have to voluntarily want that. You have to be that kind of person that. You see an obstacle, you see something, and you want it bad enough, you'll do it. Um, uh, some people say, well, you're subjecting yourself. You must have low self-esteem. Why would you let someone do that to you? You must not have any pride or something like that. I, I look at it exactly opposite. Uh, no one's going to break me. Uh, no one no one will break uh, you if you want something bad enough. And, and I think that's what a lot of these closed organizations, you know, fraternities, uh, that's specifically what I'm talking about, but the military, all that is is to see how bad you want it. You know, to weed out those, those I guess you would call them posers, those people that you can't count on. Interesting Why does a fraternity need to count on anyone? What's that? What does a fraternity need to count on someone for? Yeah, see, with, with ours, it was a, a real small school, and this, this sounds bizarre, and a lot of people don't understand this, but um, the, the fraternities that would haze the hardest would get to hang out with, like, the hottest sororities, and I can't, I can't explain why. So that, that's how it was. Like, you, you were ranked. Like, uh, and the ones going in, and all the kids knew 
going into which fraternity was going to haze the worst, which one didn't. Doug, thanks and, for your um, thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We're going to give away a Toto Sack, two-pack of them, going to you if you're caller number four right now at 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. Going to help you bring those groceries back in easy. The Toto Sack. Even the hot girls. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Uh, I'm not going to give you the number, though, because phones are loaded up here, so we want to make sure we can get to whoever's, if we can, hanging on the line. It's in with you. And Mark. And uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site, and so enjoy those on us if you like the show. If you enjoy the fact that we give you freetalklive.com and all the features there, the archives and all that for free, then consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. You get perks like access to the Free Talk Live commercial-free podcast, uh, the AMP-only forum, and more. Go get all the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. The Libertarian Party tried a, the Big Ten approach. What happened? A herd of elephants broke loose and trashed the place. It's time to shut down the circus and get back to doing what the LP does best. Pick up a broom and join the cleanup crew at TakeBackTheLP.info. It's TakeBackTheLP.info. Let's continue and go to David listening in keen to WKBK. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. David, in keen. David? Yeah, we've got a beeping. Is there a David? Doesn't sound like it. Let's move on to, I believe we have Ryan listening in Charleston to WSC-FM. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, super. What's on your mind? I just heard, uh, and I'm, I hope I heard, heard it correctly, but uh, one of you, I think one of y'all gentlemen uh, accused the Marine Corps of being a, a sick and unnecessary uh, institution. I just wanted to kind of, uh, I was going to shed some light on what Chris was saying, that hazing, uh, I was a, a Marine Corps infantryman from 2002 to 2006. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it absolutely does happen. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I think it's necessary to understand that it is extremely uh, frowned upon. I had several mm-hmm. members of my unit alone court-martialed over hazing uh, what we call boots, new guys. What, um, what kind of hazing are we talking about here? What happened with you? Uh, with, with me, it was, it was not me, uh, but, but a couple of members, friends of mine from my unit that were senior members of the unit uh, were shaving heads, uh, Mock, you know, not mock executions, but um, it was uh, more or less making the guy kneel down, shaving his head, not letting him know what was coming. Uh, a guy got hit with an alarm clock over the head. Um, oh. the, the typical, yeah, the typical field day, uh, like Chris was describing, toothbrushes and and uh, scrub brushes for ten hours, fifteen hours, whatever. Um, but it, it, as far as that goes, that is an extreme, very extreme form of hazing. And it happens more rarely than I think you guys are giving credence to, or any of the callers are giving credence to. And if it is found out uh, that this is happening, the hammer comes down. Hmm. And I mean that uh, like you guys wouldn't believe. I mean, it is extremely frowned upon. Um, what happened with the court martials? I mean, what what is the result of they were, that? They were they were convicted of court martial and they were kicked out of the military. Hmm. Wow. I mean, these were what I consider to be good Marines. They were good at their jobs. They were proficient. Uh, great the combat veterans, great in, in combat, uh, great, great Marines. But, you know, a momentary lapse in judgment 
uh, where they didn't have enough self-control to not haze uh, the, the new recruits or the new, the new boots, um, you know, led to them getting court-martialed, and they actually got what they deserved. Do you think that hazing uh, is a good idea for um, new, new recruits? Uh, I don't. I, okay. I don't think that it's a good idea, but I think it's a necessary uh, part if, if it's done correctly within reason. Uh, and I don't think it's a good idea because it can go too far. Like I just mentioned, you know, people are getting court-martialed. They've gone too far. Well, I mean, I, I, it sounds to me like a guy getting his head shaved isn't. It doesn't sound like a, you know the worst form of hazing I've ever heard of. Exactly. Uh, also, I don't think to, to me infantrymen being taken down into the basement and uh, having to get a, into a fist fight with other infantrymen doesn't sound like, as the other caller had said, doesn't sound like the the worst punishment for an infantry. infantry. These guys fight for a living, so I mean, right. it would seem like you would want to. Uh, to, to me, I kind of under I understand the the idea of the necessity. of of hazing in, uh, you know, the Marine Corps, or honestly, any uh, military organization except for, say, a militia or something. Right, right. And, and let me just uh, agree with you 100% on that. And the, the, the worst punishment for an infantryman is, is to fail in combat. And, and not only punishment for him, but punishment for those around him. And I think that's what hazing does, and they keep using the term weed out, and, that, and I think that's, a, that's an appropriate term. It, it doesn't necessarily, they're not going to quit and say, I want out of the Marine Corps, but what it does is it lets the appropriate people, the squad leader, the team leader, uh, the platoon leader, if it gets that high, which usually with hazing it does not. If the platoon leader knows, he, he's going he's gonna to take action and turn you in. But it lets the appropriate people know in your chain of command that you aren't fit or that you don't do well under pressure or that you are uh, not proficient at performing said tasks. And that's usually why you get hazed in the first place, because you screw something up and you're not competent uh, enough to be, you know, with the guys that you're with. Ryan, thanks for usually. Go- Oh, go ahead. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I just want to appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight and the, uh, the inside scoop, the expertise. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, um, the, the comment that you made about uh, sort of the military, the Marines being, uh, you know, an organization that uh, the United States doesn't need, I think des- deserves a little bit of explanation for p- somebody who might be listening. Um, you know, obviously, Ryan was somewhat shocked by it. And um, what we believe on this show is that, uh, you know, the, 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 the founding fathers didn't want a standing military because they felt that the people who were in power would abuse that standing military and use it as a um, not only a, as a, a tax leech, but as a force to conquer foreign lands and i can only they were right yeah i can only see that that is the case i think this nation should be protected by its citizens in the form of militia i would agree with you there let's continue with gordon listening to kbkw in washington greetings gentlemen hey what's on your mind tonight well i have i am one of those type people who i took real great insult when you said that the military is not is a bunch of twisted people and that the uh, it's not necessary you need to go back. You want to talk about history. Go back to the very beginning of history. Look back and look at the uh, Federalist Papers. Go back and look at the Constitution itself. Go back and look and see how we became a nation. After the nation, how we were have been invaded by other countries, as in uh, the Mexican War. The um, just barely. Uh, even in okay. Regardless of that, without your military, you're not going to have it. Unfortunately, we have had some problems with the military. Um, you know, doing things they shouldn't have been in, not the military per se, but certain people within the military, um, Lieutenant Cowley for one, 
uh, during Vietnam. That's you know that was uh, one Gordon. Of, uh, I didn't say, just to clarify what I said. Uh, I said that the uh, military is an uh, unnecessary and aggressive organization, and of course it is. It, it's a government organization. The government itself is is unnecessary and and, uh, and aggressive. Uh, but I didn't say that uh, everybody in the military was twisted. I said I think that the aggression that uh, is es- essentially a part of a systemic part of the military kind of manifests itself in uh, twisted ways, like things like hazing. Uh, but uh, but you know I stand by what Mark was saying here, and you talk about the. Constitution. You can look in the Constitution where it makes it pretty clear. Was it Article One, Section Eight? Uh, it makes it pretty clear that the military the, uh, was only intended to stand for no more than two years at a time. Army. So yeah, with the well, right, it was before the Marine Corps was uh, created, but. Uh, they, the idea was that they, if they wanted to form the military, they could do so, but it could only be around for two years with the intention, and the intention behind that was that it would go away, so there would not be a standing military. The idea would be that if there was some sort of need for a defense, then they could form the military and bring it together, and then once the defensive need was over, it would be uh, sent away. And, and uh, you would have to agree that today's military is uh, nothing like that original con- uh, conception. Well, I can say that uh, I spent 11 years in the Marine Corps myself, and I can tell you that, uh, uh, oh, by the way, Marine Corps has been around longer than the Constitution. Marine Corps is 1775. Right. They used uh, to, they actually did harass the British Isles, uh, uh, you know, in, during the Revolutionary War. It was a very small contingent of Marines. That's, well, the, the beginning of the Marine Corps officially was in 1775, November 10th. Right. Uh, but it's, but understand that the military, you know, if you want to go back and, and look at the history of the military and the reason we have it, if we did not have a military, and, and maybe what you're explaining is a little bit of difference from what I'm hearing what you're saying before, uh, because you did use the term twisted organization. And I'm, I see that the military necessity, uh, if we didn't have the military in, during uh, uh, 1918 or 1917, we went to World War One. We didn't have the military in uh, 1941, you know, Doc, 1942. You know, we would we, this country, this country as it is today, would not exist. We'd be you know, speaking the, German. Wait, wait, wait. Smedley wait, Butler this would wait. not exist. That's, Smedley that's Butler. Fact. Wait, can, before you, you go on, Smedley Butler, Major General in the United Smedley States Butler, Marine yes. Corps, that every Marine says good night, Smedley too, before they go to bed. That guy said that World War I was twisted and a big mistake. That guy said that he was nothing but rented muscle for the corporations. Are you saying that Smedley Butler's a liar? I'm, what I'm saying is, is yeah, when I was in boot yeah, camp, yeah, the last thing we said, you know, good night, Smedley B. Butler, wherever you may be. Okay, big bloody deal. How is that, how is that have anything to do with the main twisted uh, organization of the military? And you did say military. Yeah, aggression is aggression is wrong. Aggression is unnecessary. The military you're talking about—they haven't protected this country. You can't even make an argument in the last six decades. Call us back uh, next week, or call us Monday night at seven o'clock Eastern time. We are on all week long, and would love to continue uh, getting into this with you. But unfortunately, we are nailed to the clock and out of time for tonight. If we didn't get you on the air, we apologize. We'll get you on next time. Just call earlier. It has been Ian with you and Mark, and we'll see you online in the meantime between now and Monday night at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. 
This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.